0: You I funny, feel like
1: man. you about to, I feel like you're about to make some jokes guys oh no 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 this guy is the funny guy <laughs> like people know, I don't know if people know how funny this dude is man
2: now you're gonna put me on the spot now it's it's, it's, it's like the 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 comedian who's like oh you're a comedian tell me a joke.
1: Yeah, tell me a joke yeah, tell yeah, me yeah. a joke
2: like uh and then you tell the worst joke you have on your on your list.
1: All right,
0: welcome to the Cool and Christian Podcast.
1: Man, welcome to the Cool and Christian Podcast. We have already been jamming. This is episode number uh, siete. Okay, that's number 7. All mm. right. Well, wait. wait. Well, I don't know. Uh, what? I don't you... know. I don't know about that
2: one. But just because you got a Hispanic <laughs> here, you're
1: cruising like
2: siete. <laughs> hey,
1: man, we, we I God. know one
2: I know one word. I remember <laughs> Spanish class.
1: I can count to 10, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think well, I think this is yeah, 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 yeah. This is episode 7 because last week was like episode 6.5 where we really mm. didn't have a full episode, but it was just kind of uh, a, a teaser to leading up to what we're about to do for the next couple of weeks. So I'm joined today, of course, with my boy K. K. Will stay fresh. And yo then, yo. And then and then the 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 world renowned uh, best videographer, best. Um, uh, church, uh, uh, I don't know. This dude can mm, do everything, mm, man. Mm. Uh, my boy. <laughs> israel ruiz man what's up baby hey thank you. there we go what's up <laughs>
2: man <Maddie>? what's up <laughs> we gotta
1: get like some some some
2: cowbells or something all right as long as you didn't say like mariachi band,
1: <laughs> out, <baby>. I, swear <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I know you were gonna go there. i thought i was gonna say it <sighs> ah. you guys don't love me man y'all don't <laughs> love me what's up man how you
2: been hey i'm good thanks for having me i appreciate uh the opportunity to uh, come on and hang out with you guys this morning. Yes, sir.
1: Well, we're glad to have you, man. You are our official first guest to the podcast, man. Nice. Welcome so we'll, to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having <laughs> me. <laughs> um, so, so Israel goes to uh, the church that, that, that I should say, I go to the church that he attends because he invited me there, um, which is Ginger Creek in Aurora. Illinois is one of our partner churches that uh, Stay Fresh partners with. We try to, you know, funnel people there that are looking for church homes or if they're in the area, then we come in contact with them. We say, hey, listen, join us at Ginger Creek. And so we have several churches that we do that with, but Ginger Creek is my home church now, and I've been there for three years, and this is the guy responsible for bringing me there. So again, welcome to the podcast, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself, man.
2: Uh, yeah, so uh, I've been uh, married to my lovely wife, Katie, for going on nine years now. Let's
1: go. What's up, Katie?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we have three wonderful boys. We have uh, a six-year-old, Kobe, four-year-old in Kai, and a two-year-old in Creed. And we're expecting baby number four in September. So, Oh, snap. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's go. So, you know, as... You know, the, the old joke goes, is you know, as Hispanic families grow, my wife is Irish, so Irish families grow. I, I don't know how many kids we're going to have because, you know, <laughs> you got a Mexican and an Irish person together.
1: I don't know.
0: you going to have a whole bunch of babies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a football team, uh, but not NFL. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> That's funny, uh, man. So, so I see, I see your office, man. You're at work. You're at church. Um, what do you do at Gentry Creek? Yeah,
2: yeah. So, yeah, for, I'm at church, but this is like one of the first times I've been back since this whole right, you know, right, right. Pandemic's been hitting us. You know, we we've closed down our doors, we've closed down offices. We just started opening up in July, so I'm glad to be back. The bad thing is it's full of junk. You know, it's just. Boxes of stuff, so yeah, mind the mess. Uh, but yeah, what I do, I am the connections pastor here at the church, and what that means uh, is I help people take their next step into wherever God is calling them to to go. And our hope at Ginger Creek is to help people experience God, experience breakthrough, and experience calling. So we want to help people uh, find what they're called to do uh, and what God's called them to do. And it, It could be within the church, it can be within the community, or it could be uh, in your own family. We're all called to do something. And so um, we want to be able to help people and guide people so that they can be better leaders uh, wherever God's called them to serve. How long have you been uh, doing that? So uh, I've been at Ginger Creek for about eight years now, and I've had several roles here at Ginger Creek. They, They call me Slash here. (laughs) <laughs> uh, i I have like these you know i'm this guy plus this this, and this, so uh I started as a worship coordinator I came in to help our worship team um with worship and leading worship and um helping on their tech side of things doing video work and um technical work and so as i still i have those skills in my hand, in my in my hands in my pocket, I also had a big passion to uh help people on uh, a pastorship so I, I went to I went to school for at Moody and I kind of got grown in um, knowledge about who God is and what we're called to do and then it gave me the opportunity here at Ginger Creek to uh, be a pastor um, in May I started being a connections pastor here um, at Ginger Creek cool
1: that's awesome, man. yeah that's awesome, that's awesome congratulations <laughs> for the for the glow up yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. For um, real. so so my my personal story. I know Kendall. Kendall just met you, um, recently. Uh, I think I think we've had like some mentionings of each other in passing, but Kendall really just kind of met you here this last month. But I've been at Ginger Creek for three years, and my story with this dude Izzy was that. I was filling in on the drums, and he was the worship leader at the time. And, uh, you know, he just kept, you know, kept at me like, Hey, man, won't you come join the church? Are you thinking about joining? Are you going to church anywhere? And I was like, Nah, nah, you know, I'm- I just came out. <laughs> I was chilling because I had just had came out of a like bad relationship breakup with my last church. So m- my family, we were chilling and something, uh, I- you know, filling in on the drums. And it, I'm, I'm going to just like make this super short. Izzy broke me down, got me crying like a baby in Panera. <laughs> with, with, with just one, one, one thing he said. He said, man, what are you waiting for? And that was it. And and I, and I completely broke down. I'm crying like a baby. So you being the Connections Pastor makes all the sense in the world because I have seen you Passionately come after me. Um, and not even like in a in a forceful way, like, man, you need to join, you need to join. Because I hate that. But it was just like very simple questions, very, you know, subtle things that he did, and he spaced it out perfectly. And before you knew it, man, I was I had joined, and then like after I joined, I think it was like a week later, I got rebaptized. Like this dude just helped fast track me. So I'm I'm glad that God has placed that. Uh, in your life as a calling uh to 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 help bring people to christ so so that 's like what we 're here to hear from you man like you know we 're doing our cool and Christian thing, and uh that is having god 's identity with our personality and helping to lead people to relationship with christ um, is there what 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 uh what what is your what is your story like how did you come to being uh, who you are now and how did you come to hearing God say hey listen this this is the call that I have for you on your life
2: yeah so um, I'm, I'm a PK kid so I grew up in church my my dad was a pastor and um, and so I grew up in the church but i didn't grow up um, really with a relationship with God I just went to church because I had to um, my dad was a Pastor at Pentecostal Church. It was a small church, about hundred. So okay. People.
1: Okay. Hold on. I got. I got to pause. I got to pause. <laughs> I I guess- hallelujah! <laughs> you cannot. Hallelujah. You cannot drive by that. Come on, man. Pentecostal... You was a PK of a Pentecostal church. Hey. Uh-huh, hey. Hey, uh-huh. hey. Come on. We shouting eighty-seven percent of the time that we in church. The, the message is only going to be fifteen <laughs> percent. Man, that's crazy. So okay, you you a PK kid. Uh, you, you really didn't have a a real, can we say like a real relationship or knowledge of why you're in church? You're just kind of going because your dad is the pastor, right? Yep. yep. Okay. Go and ahead. So you know we were
2: in Pentecostal church. So as you said, it, it's it's loud. It's a bunch of energy. Yeah. And I saw the energy, and I I got in. in entrapped with the energy but i didn't understand mm. what god who god was i just saw it happen i saw the things going on i saw people falling and you know dancing in the spirit and i was like okay i guess that's what we do uh- <laughs> <laughs> <Swear>. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that cry that, that, that ugly cry yeah yeah that's what, that's what everybody was doing and i saw yeah. it and things were going on and you know, when you're in it, you're just kind of like, "Yeah, I got my cowbell, let's do this." Yeah, I got my flags,
1: let's go. Oh yeah,
2: flags and dancers, you know the whole. The praise, praise dancer. Shout yes. out, Bill
1: <laughs> For real. <laughs> Come on the
0: podcast.
2: Come on the podcast bro.
1: <laughs>
2: it was uh, one of the churches that, so you know, small church. I got uh, f- fully Im- uh, embraced by the the things that were going on, but I didn't have jesus uh in my in uh, in my heart in in a- rela- having a relationship with him so yeah. uh twelve thirteen years old, I started just kind of you know the teenage start of my life right where all teenagers yeah. kind of try to find who they are and s- find different directions and try to um find whatever the line is and go yeah. over as it. farther and farther to figure out how far they can go without getting in trouble. well, I got in trouble. I got about 17 mm-hmm. years old, I got busted for uh selling drugs and you know cops raided my parents' house and out there I was on the ground with the you know police throwing me down with the gun in my head saying don't move. I'm thinking about 30 cops came into the house wow. that I was in and at that point I was on the floor And I remember a song coming to my head. Now, remember, this is 1996, 97. And the biggest band for me uh, that I was listening to was the band called Creed. And if if you remember Creed. Hence hence your son's name. (laughs) Hence hence my son's name. There you go. Um, (laughs) There was a song that popped in my head while I was laying there on the floor with uh, with one of the officers on my back with a gun closer to my head. It was, I could have been dead on a Sunday morning, hanging my head. And it re- reminded me of the song so much because it's a redemption song that made uh, mm. Scott Staff, the, the writer and the, and the leader of that band, really find his way to understand who, uh, who God was. Because if it wasn't for that moment, yeah. um, I think things would have changed dramat- uh, dramatically in my life. At that moment, I noticed that God just really pointed me into a direction. He said, you can go this way. Mm-hmm. and you can figure out how far you're going to get, and you're probably going to be in jail. You can probably be dead, be dead. You're probably going to be living this lifestyle, which is going to be fun for a little bit, but then it's going to be over before you're even 30. Or you can move in this direction, and things will be hard, but it's yeah. going to change for the good, because this is where I'm at. And at that moment, I made a choice, and I said, all right, I... I see the line. It wasn't a a right away moment. Like I said, hey, I'm just going to make that change. But it was a realization that I had a choice. Yeah. And uh, I took over the next few months, you know, going through the court system and everything else, all my friends who I had with me had left me Mm. and I was by myself alone. And I just thought myself, well, I don't have anybody to go with. So no one's going to pressure me to go into this direction. I'm actually choosing my own path and I'm choosing mm-hmm. where God's going to lead me. And I went down that path and it led me here. And there's so many things that happened over, you know, the last, you know, what, 12, 15, 20 years almost uh, when this happened. And God has done so much in my life by taking steps into, um, honestly, just trusting him yeah. and for him to not really show me what is going to happen right now. But in the long run, I knew something good was going to happen, and it, and it didn't.
0: Nice. Man, that's a lot to unpack. That's a lot to unpack. <laughs> I, I, I just want to do do like a little brief recap. So you said that you got in the life of drugs and got caught up, and then um, there was a choice, and um, everybody left you, but you had to make that choice. And that was an opportunity for you to hear God. Much clearer. Um, I think a lot of people, especially the people who are listening, or just in general, they think of like this coronavirus as, oh, it's a, it's so bad, it's so unnecessary, it's holding us back. I'm unemployed, I'm broke. I'm thinking about the circumstance instead of thinking like what what's going on in their situation and saying like, wow, this is a silent time, this is a silent period. Like, let me just go closer to God. Let me let me start talking to him a little bit more. This is a good opportunity to. Make those choices and choose choose what I want, like later on, and what God wants uh, later on yeah. in life. Yeah, and I I I I felt that same way whenever I got out of school. Um, I was broke and lost my job, and uh, I had the two paths, just like you. Where I except I didn't have
1: the police officer <laughs> with his <laughs> knee in my back. <laughs> It was more <laughs> just a personal choice. Like it was a, God. God it <laughs> a all differently, huh? That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but he was like, I, I just, I just knew I had to make a choice, and I, I, I decided to make that other choice, and it, that's where it ended up. It ended up being the better choice, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah I found um, myself, especially in this season, where I, this is. You're right. This is a season of choice, like. I think this pandemic as bad as it has been what's going on not only with pandemic with the the heightened uh race relations that's going on right now yeah. and people are seeing things different it allows us to stop and ask ourselves what are we doing and as Christians we have to ask ourselves what is God calling me to do at this moment and this is a exactly. time that we should take for uh, as as bad as it is we got you gotta say God's got a reason for it mm-hmm. and I gotta seek him out through this because at the end of it, he's gonna want me to do something. If I'm not listening, I'm gonna miss it. And then everything's gonna go back to wherever direction I wanted it to go, not
1: where God wanted it to go. Yeah. Um ama- amazing story. That the fact that we we are all here and we've all tried to sell drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Some more successful than Listen, others. man, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you are trying to dabble in the drug business, let me tell you, many are called, few are chosen. I don't, know, I don't even know if few are chosen. a few that are chosen, they die.
2: Eventually. They still don't
1: make it, right? Exactly. They still don't make it. So I, I would suggest that you just not do it. Just don't do it. Um, but... But so so that that was that was your uh, effectively called your turning point, right? Which is something that we have at Ginger Creek, uh, which is when you you know you join the church, they say, hey, come on, let let's come to this come to this class. Not only are we going to tell you who we are, but we want to know who you are. And a part of turning point is answering the question of when did God when did you have that moment where you had to really just lay it all out to God and say, listen, here I am. Uh, I, I don't have any other choice. I don't have any any other leg to stand on. Lord, I need you. So that was your turning point, right? Well, how far from that did you hear God's calling to say, listen, now that you turn to me, you've submitted, this is what I, this is what I want you to do. Yeah,
2: so it was probably about five years later. I, um, you know, did my time, did my um, home, you know, house arrest, and I did my community. I mean, my community service and my probation, and I went to school right after that. So as soon as I got done with all that, I was twenty years old. I had got my GED because I dropped out of school, of course. Yeah, Um, got my GED, and then I went to um, a local. College, uh, a technical school where I really wanted to figure out, you know, uh, I wanted to take that next level in education. Um, too bad it cost me so much money because, <laughs> like <laughs> like, any, like any of us who have school debt, you know, you got to pay it off. Yeah. But right. I wanted to go. And at the end of that, um, I had a choice to either continue schooling or go into ministry. And I had an opportunity because my brother, who was also a pastor, he, um, started an internship at that time to, uh, at a church. And he's like, Hey, I'm I'm doing an internship to be a pastor. They also got internships in the technology side of it. This was a mega church around four or 5,000 people. I never knew that type of church. You know, I wow. came from a small hundred person church and then my brother's like, yeah, I got into this church internship. I can figure out if there's a place for you. And, uh, he, he did, he, he gave me an application. I applied, and then uh, two months later, they asked me to jump in a, on an internship, was, which was going to be about a year. And uh, I really, at that point, I was like, all right, things are lining up. I have, you know, um, my brother who's encouraging me to to go into ministry. I've seen him in ministry. You know, you know, he had similar experience. He didn't go to jail, but, you know, he had a similar experience than I have. And I looked at at him. He's seven years older than me. So I saw, uh, you know, hey, I saw where you're at, where you're doing. Let me um, see what God is going to do in my life. I feel like I finally gave him my life. I said, hey, lead me. And he brought me into the situation. He said, hey, this is what you can have. You can have this other stuff where you can go work and go to school. And that's some place I can take you, or you can go into ministry full forth, where it's dependent on what you're doing within um church in a ministry that you will grow and be educated within that so I had the school education and then I also had ministry education and, the, and that was a kind of a crossroads that I came up to, and I chose church I chose jump into ministry head forth and without any education on the on the minute, on the church side of it or Bible side of it. I just went full force and I did an internship. They really liked what I did and they hired me, you know, right away, right after the internship, spent five years at this church for, and then I just felt God calling me to the next step. He's like, Hey, you're comfortable here. Mm. You spent five years here. There's, you know, leadership things you can go to. This is a mega church. Yes. You know, big. You know, four thousand seat. You know, auditorium. It's like, wow, this is a great place. Guys, like, yeah, you're too comfortable. And I didn't understand what that meant. And I was like, what do you mean, guy? I'm too comfortable. He's like, just wait. And uh, <laughs> a couple of months later, a couple of months later, a friend of mine, uh, she was like, hey, I got tickets to uh, this conference. It's called the Story Conference in Aurora, Illinois and it's going to be at the Paramount Theater. Let's go. Let's hang out. There's going to be great speakers out there. And so I went out there, and I listened, and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. You know, kind of got, I fed my soul, right? We all needed to feel God's spirit. You know, it was great teaching from uh, uh, great, great people. And at the end of it, I um, ran into an old friend. His name was uh, Obi Ariano. And Obi... Okay. Uh, <laughs> I met... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was a yeah. laugh. <laughs> You know, Hispanic, come on. Ob- shout out ob- to Obi. Oh, what's up, da, 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 man? Obi-Ariano. Okay? No, he's not Italian. Hey. <laughs> he's Mexican. Hey, shout out to Obi. Are you go, Obi. Ob- no. You need Obi, man. Obi's amazing. Uh, I saw, I met Obi. He's like, hey, uh, you know, uh, you remember me? I was part of a, a band who uh, toured in, in Chicago and, you know, you know, in the Midwest. And we had went to his cafe. He he had like this Christian cafe, and we played for for him and his um his oh. cafe. What kind of band and was this? Uh, come on, you know what it is, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Latin rock band, all right. Okay, all
1: right. okay, all right. All right. Uh, like like a uh, Clash of Creed and Kings of
2: <laughs> So the, the most popular uh, band in uh, in the Latin community is called uh, is called Mana. Okay, Mana is kind of like the YouTube, uh, you know, of uh, Hispanic rock music, Latin music, and okay. that's the music we play that kind of style. But we had we had uh, all C- Christian lyrics. It was a friend of mine. I, okay, name was... so
1: this was a Christian band. It was. It was. My man,
2: had great friends. Uh, Dan Nino was the leader. He wrote the, most of the songs. Uh, Tony Orocha, he he was a great guitar player. He wrote some songs. Uh, Raul Garcia, uh, he was a drummer, and then I played bass. And it was just a, a great two, three years. We toured in Ecuador. We toured in a lot of places. And oh, we're man. like, "Hey, this is what God's calling us." Hey, good, bro, bro, you
1: famous, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you lucky famous man. And hey, let no me tell stop. you, this dude. Uh, uh, when when I first came, um. Uh, he was playing guitar, but then he jumped on the bass like towards the end of his kind of leadership in in the worship scene, worship leading scene. And hey, Kendall, my man's got down. I was like, bro, where you been? Why? Why? You, <laughs> where you been, bro? You playing <laughs> guitar now, man? We I've been needing you on the bass like since I got here. <laughs> right. It,
2: it was fun it was fun to get back on it was really fun to play with you uh because your rhythm and my rhythm i was like yeah this is this is where we need to be right in the pocket
1: yeah so you you, you ran into your friend um yeah and then yeah Called me up
2: he's like hey i'm um i'm gonna plant a church in downtown aurora and i'm looking for um uh, a music director, an art director, to come help me. Um, do you have a friend that can help me? <laughs> <laughs> he said to me he's like, you, "You think you have a friend to help me?" I was like, mm, you, yes. "You, you are I got some friends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me phone somebody." <laughs> I was,
2: I was with uh, my friend Tony. He's also known as Marcel. And uh, I said, "Hey, Marcel, you should do this, man." He's like, "Nah, nah, I, I don't do that." I was like, "Well, I, I know, I know this other guy's not gonna want to do it," and so I was like. I call this guy back. I call Obi back. I said, "Hey, uh, what? What is? Tell me the specifics of this person, uh, yeah. this job." And he laid it all out. And I told him what my skills were, uh, on top of the things that he was asking. He's like, "Hey, maybe we could figure something out." Well, he did. And a few months later, um, called me up for an interview. I got the job, and I moved from West uh, Michigan. That's where I was yep. born and raised, in a small town called Holland. And I came to Aurora, uh, that would be 10 years ago, where I came to really see what God's called me to do. He said, hey, come and plant this church with um, Obi. And I did it. Two years, I was there with them. And, you know, of course, as any plant church, you know, you heard of, small church, you know, as it grows, if it doesn't grow financially, you can't really sustain. Yeah. And um, it didn't, but it was okay, because God found a place here at Ginger Creek for me. And I think at this whole time, you know, God's calling me to break out from the, the comfort level that I was in and really seek his um, yeah, seek him through it and say, hey, it's, it's OK if you're not comfortable. I got you. You're going to be OK. Just trust me. And it gets harder as you continue to get older. And you have a family and a wife and you have kids to support. Yeah. The mindset starts to change because you want to lean it all on God. But then you're also looking at your, you know, things that you got to take care of, take care of as a husband, as a father. Um, and so my brain has always been like, OK, I got to balance this. But when, you know, God called me to get out of the church that I was in, he just said, hey, there's a different plan for you. I know you got a baby coming in. You just got married. There's a plan that I have for you. And that plan was coming to Ginger Creek. I've been here eight years and it's just been uh, in ministry to help people like you, Kyle, just to find their calling in where God's calling them to do and really find that relationship with Him, which is all about uh, that time we have to uh, spend with Him to know more of Him and for Him to speak into our lives so that we're able to speak to other people uh, about the story that He's already built in us. And so we can get uh, have other people have that same experience with God so that their story can shine and help another person along yeah. the journey yeah i yeah. I, I love yeah. that
1: man and I, and I think um <clears throat> the the thing that really touches me most because I'm kind of like in that in that place now is just the comfortability thing, man. God is calling us to be uncomfortable in him, you know um, not not just. Not just, like, putting all our trust in him, but just even how we talk about him, you know, and, and who we talk about him to. Like, it's easy to talk about God to you, you know, because I know you know God and we you have a relationship. But how, you know, the uncomfortable part is going up to somebody you have no idea, who, who you don't know. You don't know where they're at in, in life or nothing and saying, hey, um... Hey, what's going on, man? I, you know, I'm Kyle, and here, here's where the cool and Christian comes in. Like, here's my personality, right? I'm gonna use my personality to try to get in there, and then uh, hopefully, you know, God's identity shows through me, and then they will be able to receive what I have to say, you know, and and to help them, you know, come into relationship with God, man. So, ah, man, yeah, and I, and I like how
0: how you uh, were. At every point, at every crossroad, you always presented it to God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, I think as believers, uh, we think that just because we are saved, that we're covered and we can make the decisions however mm-hmm. we want to. But most times, or all the time, we have to uh, uh, bring it back to Him, acknowledge Him in all of our ways, so He will make our path straight. So it's like, you just have to bring it to him. You brought it to him and he'd be like, nah, you ain't doing that comfortable stuff no more. (laughs) Let's move this way, you know? And, and that was, I think that's key because I mean, right now I'm even at a crossroads where I'm like, well, do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? And I mean, just listening to you, you're giving me advice too. So uh, yeah, man, it, it, this is amazing. You know, just, just listening how God's been leading you throughout this whole time and um, allowing you to, uh, allowing you to use your personality to bring others yeah. to Christ. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it, when you said that it reminded me of my mom when I was little, she always, every time there was an issue, a problem I was going through, she would all be like, oh, take it to God. And as a kid, you hear that, and you're like, I don't even know what that not is. Not at all. No. Like, <laughs>
1: just... what does that <laughs> mean? <laughs> take it to
2: God. What does this mean? Take it to God. I do not get that. But as as a teenager and especially as a young adult in my 20s i really understood that taking a guy with just prayer it's a constant uh time of prayer and so what i did especially when i really went to follow christ i just started praying to him and talking to him as he was sitting right next to me and having a conversation every single day in, in my car wherever i was at say god this is what i'm going through and for for those looking on the outside in it would just be a crazy person yes talking to themselves right but for me, I had a relationship with God that was so strong that it just felt like my friend sitting next to me that I could just sit and talk to him and be like, hey, this is what I'm going through, and this is what I'm going on. And I still do that to this day because it's a, it's a time where I can just wait on God. I ask a question, and I just wait. It might take days. It might take weeks. But when I wait, it allows me to really hear God tell me, this is what I want you to do. It's it's less about what I want to do. I Have to take me out of the equation, and and then then I can really follow him in the next step. So I go back to my, where my mom said as a kid, just take it to God, pray. I get that now, but as I teach my kids about praying, I have to be a little bit more. Um, I have to give them some more, you know, I yeah. details about what yeah. that means. <laughs>
1: Because not, not just not Take it to God. Bye. Uh-huh. Take it to God. Yeah, you, you remember? That. You. In the Church. I preach
2: about it every day. My my dad's like, I don't. They're like, Dad, I'm gonna hear what you say. So, but it's one of those things where I'm like, to my kids, just t- pray to God, and and I'm hoping that as they get older, they um, can get what I got when I was 20, when they're 12 and 13, yeah, yeah. and not wait so long where I was just
1: lost because I didn't ask enough questions and I didn't really know. And you know, the funny thing is you you brought up the waiting part and we just um, started producing a wall art picture and it says wait with uh, Psalm 27, um, 14, I believe it is. And it's wait on the Lord and be of good courage. So it's not only just about waiting, but it's waiting and still being thankful for what for whatever is coming. It's waiting and still uh, loving God and treating people right. It's waiting and not being anxious about the answer. Like, the 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 the, the Bible and, and God's manual is so crazy because he gives you an answer for everything that you ask. Everything, everything that comes up, everything. there's an answer for. Oh God, bring it to the Lord. Yeah, bring it to me and then wait for me. Well, man, I don't want to wait, but here's how you're supposed to wait. Right? You're supposed to wait and be of good courage. Like, it, it is just the the more I dive into you know my relationship with Christ, the more I read the Bible, the more I search stuff, that it just becomes more amazing that it took me this long to get there. It's so frustrating. <laughs> it's, it's frustrating that I'm 37 and I'm just now, you know, having a strong relationship with God and I've been in church my whole life. And and I think it it piggybacks on on what you said earlier about. How you can be in church your whole life and really not know any context of what you're learning, you know? Because most of the time, when you're when you're young in your 20s and you know your teenage years, the the preachers mostly preaching to adults, so you don't really have the the same kind of uh, experience that they're going through or or knowledge about God yet. So it's just like, man, I'm just here to be here because I gotta be here or whatever. But now. having more experience and and more more relationship and have gone through some things oh my gosh i just wish i had been more equipped with with some word you know um from god so uh, kendall you got anything bro hey man
0: you're covering it
1: i I, I mean (laughs) mean, and, 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 and funny thing like this is how me and izzy talk uh on the regular now. You know, now I I've been I've been hosting our virtual lobby and so I I'll do that and then we'll we'll go to his office and just, you know, either talk about what's going on or um, you know, try to share some notes for the next virtual lobby. Uh but and this is how I've I've actually gotten to know more about Izzy is just having these conversations and I'm like, dude, like you got a real story, bro. Like I had no idea that this guy had been through what he's been through how he even came to um the position that he's in now how he heard from God like i, I you, you you'd look at people and you just be like ah oh, man this dude must just been loving God since he got here <laughs> you know that, that that is that is what um that's what is flowing from you you know um so you in order to know like where people have came from and, and how they got there, man, you got to ask. And, and I'm glad that to just, um, you know, be in a situation where we, I got to hear from you and you shared with me. And uh, I think I've been sharing with you ever since. Uh, and at first I was a little guarded. I'm not going to lie. Coming from a Baptist mm-hmm. black church to ginger Creek, mm-hmm. which is a multicultural mm-hmm. um, non-denominational church. When I first got there, I was like, okay, this is cool. But then everybody was so doggone friendly. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, nah, I'm good. Like, I used to get out I, I real. I used to play and then go straight home. And and Izzy would always be like, hey, man, man, you you, you and your wife should come over. And, and I was like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, man, yeah, that sounds good. But in the back of my head, I was like, I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know you, and, and 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 I don't, you know. I'm just here to play the drums, bro. So you know, I and, and this is just what I love about this guy is that he didn't give up. I don't know if he ever took it personally or not, but it it never showed. If he did, he just always was like extending the invitation, extending the invitation, and eventually um, it just kind of grew uh, into us having a relationship first, and then we joined his small group, and his wife is in the small group, and now you know my wife's a part of the small group and you know, everybody's just now connecting. And, and I just really was able to let my guard down, which opened up so many doors for me. And, and just, man, I'm just grateful, man. I, I I could go on and on, man. I'm grateful for, for, for Izzy and the opportunity, man. Um, Yeah. So I'm going to stop talking and somebody else can talk. (laughs) I
0: I think I think I think what what Kyle is feeling so overwhelmed about is like the fact that you you were using your coolness, your personality to get people to uh, trust the fact that God is there and God is welcoming you with open arms. Um, And I and you're always reaching behind you you're you're climbing the mountain but you're also reaching behind you and i think that i think that's that's awesome because like many people always just want to take their relationship and uh use that like like oh it's just my relationship with me and god and me and god only you know but um as long as long as you keep on doing that that's like being selfish with him, you know, you got to share. You got to share God sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, as I mean, it kind of, it kind of sucks, but in, not, not sucks in the sense of like, oh, it's bad. But it's like you have to step out your comfort zone. How you are saying early is he it? is like you had to step out the comfort zone, so then God could push you a little bit more, and you're reaching back at the same time. And let
1: me tell you this before yeah. you answer. You're talking about stepping out of your comfort zone. And how this guy is just like naturally talking to me, inviting me doing this. Come to find out this dude is an introvert.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I am a natural introvert. My my uh, automatic response is to go and hide when there's big crowds. I don't like it. I still at this point feel uneasy being around a group of people because I feel like I have to be on. And you know, as as a worship leader, you know, you're always on on stage. You're always mm-hmm. leading person. You're always giving everything you have and, you know, all your spirit and energy. And then at the end, you just want to go hide. A lot of worship leaders are introverts because of the mindset that they, they give so much up front and then they yeah. pull back. Well, I'm an introvert in that way. So if, if you ever took the Enneagram, I'm a nine, which is a peacemaker. And so as a peacemaker, I want to I want to have I want people to be happy. So I'll find yep. every way to make people happy. And so for me personally, happiness is through Jesus Christ. And so I have my uh, top joy in life knowing that I am in a relationship with Jesus Christ, that he's my savior. And at the end of the day, he's got me. He's going to take care of me. And at, at the end of this life, I will have eternal life yeah. with him. And I want to make sure everybody knows that. That's why the uncomfortableness of not wanting to talk with people has to go away because I want people to feel the joy that I feel with Jesus.
1: And I have to
2: go and tell them about it. And I do it by just being me. I'm I'm very uh, personal. I want people to come over. At times, not every day,
1: not all the time. <laughs> he said, hey, hey. pause. <laughs> don't come <laughs> knocking at my door
2: unexpectedly. Don't. Make an appointment. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I have friends that do that. They're like, Yeah, the door's always open. I'm like, mm, he mm, he said, Not mine. <laughs> no Schedule an appointment. I will work around your, my day. I'll get you in, but not right oh, away.
0: Oh, man. That's funny. Oh, my God. But
2: it's the idea yeah, I want people to know Jesus Christ because. They're not going to find true happiness on yeah. their own. They, they can't. You're not going to be able to do that. And But through Jesus Christ, you find that your happiness is not your happiness. It's, it's Christ's happiness. It's God's happiness. Our creator, our master, who says, this is what I want you to do. And in his will, mm. we will have joy, abundant joy and, and love that is unbelievable. And that's what I feel today, even in my down part, where as a person who wants to make people happy, when I can't get people to be happy or be be that, I go into a depressed mode. Even in my depressed mode, I still understand who God is. I still see Him in that moment where I'm down in the dumps. I still can kind of I can get out of that, knowing that He, uh, at the end of the day, has me no matter what. That even if I go try and hide, He's going to find me, and yeah. He's going to take me out of this. Awfulness that I'm feeling, and, and bring me back into where He wants me, which is in His joy, in His love, in His. In well, grace. listen. Uh, yeah. I, go I, ahead. I, go ahead, bro. Because I, I was
1: about to just <laughs> pray us out because the sermon has been preached. Uh, cash app, you know I'm about to dollar do sign. You know, <laughs> send, send your offering. <laughs> <laughs> send the man, trace for around for real, send, man. Send hey, bro, you are dropping some gems, bro. I, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm just being inspired by you talking, uh, Kendall. What were you gonna say, man? I, I was gonna say in my Bible study
0: this morning, I was reading um, Act 16 when he was talking about uh, Paul and Silas went to prison. Yeah. And I got a new revelation on it. It was like they were depressed, um, but depressed in the cell. They were depressed in prison. Like, if you think about depression, you think about uh, pushing stuff down. I just Mm -hmm. think about that. So they're pushed down into the ground. But their praises allowed their depression Mm. to break. Mm. So that's a little encouragement to you. So make sure you just keep on praising y'all. If if you're not, if you're, if you're thinking about, um, I don't know anything, like if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling depressed, just make sure you know that God is with you and you have to know who God is and uh, you have to praise him throughout whether you like praising or not. (laughs) It's going to, sometimes you don't even know what the situation is. And then at the midnight hour, God's gonna send an earthquake and He's gonna <laughs> come on, He's gonna break
1: all the chapters. <laughs> he's gonna break all the chains Hey, listen. So, so, y'all, let me tell you, man, it this is why it's important, audience, to be in God's word, to be in his presence, because the more you are in God's word, the more you are in his presence, He's gonna He's gonna start like moving pieces together and placing you in conversations and Putting you in rooms and things and situations where you are able to to express, you know what you're what you're learning in God, your relationship in God. I say all that to say, us three sitting here, we have talked and circumvented around the word praise and and worship and you know breakthrough. And I have really been preparing in the last couple of days for the virtual lobby, Izzy, and I want to talk about praise and worship, like. The fact that Kendall just mentioned that the fact that you just mentioned that lets me know that the Holy Spirit is trying to get something through us you know he's trying to get something to this earth he's trying to get something to his people about praise and worship and so i'm I'm excited to get that confirmation for me to know that yes I was on the right track yes this is what I want you to say this is you are reading the right scriptures like this is how God works people it's not no like mystical spooky you're gonna have a uh uh uh, somebody come stand over you in your bed and be like oh jesus said no (laughs) like (laughs) it's literally just gonna be um you know the conversations that you have the the interactions and god is gonna drop a little confirmation in there you're like oh my gosh I was just reading about that or I was just thinking that. And that's confirmation from, from God and the Holy Spirit letting you know that, yes, sir, you are definitely on the right track. You you are in my you, – you're doing what I'm asking you to do. And so I'm excited. I'm glad to hear that, guys. Um I'm glad that Izzy came on and shared his story. I'm glad that yeah, yeah, that Kendall you know has 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 shared his you know his things with us, and myself i'm I'm sure I've talked a whole lot this podcast, but this is my friend, and this is how we talk, and this is how I get excited about God so um, uh, if there's nothing else, man, I'm good y'all y'all wanna say anything else
0: uh just make sure you go buy those uh cool and christian t shirts Um, they're on. They're fifteen bucks right now. They're gonna catch on sale about in about a couple weeks. Make sure you guys go catch it. So, go follow us on at underscore stay fresh lifestyle. I'm K
1: Will Stay Fresh. I'm your boy KB Stay Fresh. Izzy, you got any uh Instagram handles or anything that you want people to follow you or? uh, Yeah, you do. Yeah, Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, hey, because like you that. are the king of memes, bro Bro, yes you, you are You are the king of memes <laughs> That should be your new Instagram name King of memes But go ahead and the shoot, shoot it means. out there, man
2: It's uh, Izzy Reese So it's uh, I-Z-E-R-U-I-Z That's my uh, tag and in Instagram Follow me um, Yeah, and uh, if you're looking for a church And uh, in, you're in around rural Illinois, gingercreek.org Check,
1: check us, us out, y'all
2: it's a great great place uh, this Sunday you know you're you're here uh uh you virtual lobby this yep. Sunday you know we got a great worship set oh, we have a great series so and, and, you know, and we're, we're
1: we're on campus limited seating uh, so you, you have to reserve your tickets uh, through our our in our um, I'm sorry our website but we are also online as well so you can join us on Facebook or YouTube, so you don't have to miss out. And if you're really being precautious, you can stay home and worship from home. So I think that's it, man. I, I love y'all, man. I appreciate Izzy again, you coming on the podcast, bro, and sharing sharing your yeah, story. Thanks man. for having it's me. It's been amazing. This was great. And uh, y'all, this has been uh, the Cool and Christian Podcast. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace.
2: Peace. Yeah.